1: Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock.
2: Welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. We appreciate you joining us. All right, folks. So this morning here at Auto Talk Radio, welcome back, Kevin. Did you have a nice vacation? Oh, loved it. Enjoyed it? You went out to the river, didn't you? Yep. All right. Just hung out with a fam? Yes.
3: And did what? Uh, Well, we we went to this place called... uh, I can't remember if it's called Pirates Cove or Pirates Den. It's in Needles, California. Oh, cool! Off roading and it's right there on the river, so I had the boat there too. So, so it was
2: boating, awesome. little motorcycle yeah. riding,
3: hanging out, just relaxing. Broke some things, you know. of
2: course. Anytime you go someplace.
3: Then we had to get the kid off to Ocotillo for the weekend now because it's Halloween weekend. So <laughs> desert season is kicked in all the way, right? <laughs> this is really the start of desert season. Yes.
2: Yeah, Michelle, our fleet services manager, she she went out for her. This is the start of their trip, or their desert. They start their desert season now, too, so they all went out camping. She took Friday
3: off and headed. I'm out. not a big weekend guy, so. Christian, on the other hand, is like, I got to go, I got to go. Of course, you know what? This is his, because he's in high school. I mean, or, he's a senior this year, and he's planning on going to the Navy, so he probably won't be out there for a couple more years after this, so we'll see what happens, right?
2: Yep, well, no, I'm sure
3: all his friends were going out. Oh, exactly.
2: Well, be safe, everybody out there.
3: I'm sure there's a ton of people out there right now, too. A slew. Yes. <laughs> so it's all open again. They shut it down for a while, remember? Well, n- they shut down akatia They didn't shut down BML land, though. So like superstition and stuff like that, were are still open. Correct. But akatia is open now, too. Yes. Like,
2: Fully nice. open. All right. If you're uh, out in the desert enjoying your Halloween weekend, hopefully you're listening to us. So have your cup of coffee, get ready for some riding, and we're going to talk cars today. All right, folks, give us a call here at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Happy to talk to you about anything automotive-related. Do want to remind you this morning, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for smog for over uh, 28 years now. Boys, we're getting old. And then uh, West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified out there in East County now for uh, s- over seven years. Taking care of folks uh, in the East County out there for quite a while. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue. AAA approved and smog certified uh, uh, right in central San Diego. They're taking care of folks who are coming up on four years now. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, uh, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and uh, uh, star certified also right here in the Golden Triangle taking care of folks. Uh, coming up on two years now quickly, uh, the beginning of this year or so, this next year, 2021, um, all of us at the West Automotive Group, myself and my employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy and that is we never put money ahead of people. Stop in and have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. The West Automotive is proud to offer six months no interest uh, uh, for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. Stop in and see how we can help you out. These cards are awesome to have. You can use them over and over again. It's like an auto repair credit card with six months uh, no interest when you use it. So it gives you time to uh, pay for your service or repair and extend things out. And if you get into an emergency, it's a great card to have. It's a no-brainer, easy, easy to do, and uh, that way you have uh, options, and you don't have to tie up your other lines of credit, et cetera, um, or you know don't have to re- put it on a card that bears interest automatically. So, uh, ask us about uh, at any of our locations about our six months uh, no interest uh, for your vehicle service repair needs. We're here to help you out. Uh, also, you take advantage of our Certicare transmission diagnosis along uh, with our free shuttle rides tour from work or home and low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations. Uh, if you think you have a transmission problem, get in to see us at one of our locations. Let our transmission experts uh, diagnose it. We see a lot of vehicles that uh, do not have transmission concerns that somebody has said they do. So uh, get in, and we'll uh, be happy to uh, help you out, uh, get it checked out, diagnosed, figure out what's going on, and go from there. Um you can also uh, jump on to westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. And uh, you, know, you can get follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook right off of there. Or you can uh, check us out, see and make your appointments, see what we're about. You can also go to uh, check out the Auto Man TV segments uh, where I'm the Auto Man for Fox uh, uh, 5 along with the CW. Fox 5 on Wednesday morning news and CW on Friday uh, and usually uh, Friday evening news, news again. And you can check check us out there. Go right on through to it. All of our podcasts for that are also there on the Automan TV, which is our uh, YouTube channel. Or you can click on Auto Talk, and all of our uh, well, being updated now. Uh, we we realized that somehow we lost some of our our radio uh, uh, podcasts that were posted on the uh, uh, Auto Talk Radio um, page there. So they're get, being updated. Uh, Brendan just sent them all over to the our web people, and they're gonna get those fixed. But you can also get us uh, on podcast any place uh, that pretty much podcasts or post Spotify, iHeart, um, the radio.com, um, Tweezer or Weezer or whatever it is. There's a whole bunch of, there's a whole list of them that, and, and I post them on, on our Facebook uh, where you can find us. But there's a whole list of places that the podcast is now carried uh, for Auto Talk Radio. So you can get those too. Um, but uh, g- good stuff. Uh, you can also email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But give us a call this morning, anything automotive-related, 888-344-1170. It's 888-344-1170. And uh, today we're talking about uh, that check engine light or service engine soon light that pops up on your dash and how important is it in, in, in finding a facility to diagnose it properly. Um, you know, often, uh, folks, I, the one thing about check engine lights that I find interesting um, are when I meet somebody that says, Oh, this has been happening since I bought this car. The dealer used to tell me it was okay that that light would come on. And, and, and how do they
3: know it's the same thing?
2: It's just a the light. They don't. That's my point. That's my point.
3: <laughs> but, but
2: so anyway, it, which is, you know, so how do they know, um, what it is obviously but it, that's never a true statement yeah yeah that that light that's light it's been coming on since there was 40,000 miles on my car and they said that this model it just has that problem that is the one of the most untrue things in the world that
3: light could could be significantly 7,000 different problems i mean think about it, how many codes that the car can actually can produce
2: Correct in that, and I also think it could be way more than seven thousand different. Problems. You get what I'm saying, though. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the importance to this is having it diagnosed and fixed properly. So, but that that one part that I want to make sure is no vehicle, no model should have this light coming on regularly. That is not the case, and uh, it should not happen. So, somebody's missing something if that's going on, and 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 we don't want. Uh, that going on with a vehicle that's the
3: thing even with the dealer that's untrue because if if for some real weird reason where uh they designed a program the software and it was too sensitive so maybe maybe the let's say the gas cap light's coming on because it was too sensitive it wasn't you know what i mean the 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 parameters were just off a little bit they always put out a new reflash so you can go back and reflash it in and then you won't have that problem anymore there's always a fix for that light i mean the,
2: correct. The, a good good example for that is uh, uh, several Toyotas had an issue with the catalyst. Um, the parameters were too tight on 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 monitoring the catalyst efficiency. Right. So it would set the light sometimes. So um, good good point on that because uh, um, um, and then what we did was we reflashed the software with an updated software from Toyota. and changed the parameters and then the light doesn't come on anymore. But we don't see a whole. That does happen, but usually there's a fix for that pretty quickly when it does. No,
3: and normally, normally, uh, w- when you're working at the dealer like that, and they do have a problem like that, the engineers are on it pretty quickly. So the answer back to them was, "Hey, you know what? We're working on this problem. We're going to get it taken care of." And normally, they have it taken care of within a month. It's done, and all that is put out in technical service bulletins, yes. which we
2: get, which we can use to to actually uh, um um do the same thing. So um, a lot of times though, that that is a uh, a fix sometimes then sometimes they do a recall just for those kind of fixes too it just depends on what it is especially emissions the two kinds of recalls we all know are emissions and safety those are the two that that um the national highway safety uh makes uh, well, them get out really quickly co- correct yeah so and they have to get them uh um out there uh as far as that goes and try to uh get these things corrected and they they do so but that so that's one of the things that that if it is causing it can can be corrected usually uh, pretty easily. Uh, other items that you want to find out about, I mean, things that can cause further damage on the car when you're talking about a check engine light, like a flashing check engine light.
3: Well, perfect example, we just had a Camaro yesterday. We had to replace the PCM in it because the PCM <laughs> kept holding open in one of the injectors. That right there will damage the cat. I mean, dumping raw fuel down the exhaust pipe because it would it, what it would do is it would hold the injector wide open. Oh, correct. So, you got tons of... I mean, so that's going to cause a lot of problems. J- I mean, honestly, it can, it can catch the car on fire with that much raw fuel down the tailpipe. It can melt down the catalytic converter. It can...
2: There's a lot of things they can do. Wash out the rings, etc. Yes. Um, so, that... Uh, quick point to that. You used One injector? Yes. And then you'd tap on the PCM and it would close. So, one injector driver, a circuit, was having a problem. Yes. Okay.
3: So, that... that you got, I mean, you got to remember because normally, the, the everything always has a power to it. It just gets grounded by the PCM, so that does you know that way the PCM doesn't carry a lot of or amperage through it. But it, it's simple as a little solder coming loose, and it was grounding itself on something else, can make it stand open on this circuit board, right? So, I mean, it's it, it's pretty simple. I mean, when you think about it, why it could have happened.
2: Yeah, so the driver is shorted to ground, basically, is what happened, leaving the injector stuck open intermittently.
3: Yeah, and of course it damaged the injector, too, because it was sticking wide open for long enough that it is, you know what I'm saying, it is a solenoid driver. And with that much current stuck on it, it it damaged it, too. So, replaced both. Yeah, or it could have been the injector that damaged the PCM at that point, too. Because if it had high resistance, it could have melted the circuit board inside.
2: It could have. Yeah,
3: exactly. Once you're in a situation like that, though, is there's not much. I mean, you've you got to replace both of them and get it started back up again. So
2: That's a good point. Do You have to. All right, folks, let's take our first break here real quick. Give us a call here at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and Cape Ray's.
1: More Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888 344 1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock.
3: All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk. I got a question. Because, and I didn't even know this thing was a thing because dad just texted. I'm trying to figure out how, what a virtual trick or treat or, or how to figure out how virtual trick or treating works. How does virtual trick, how it does, how does
2: that work? I don't know. I'm the, I'm the auto talk guy. I'm not the virtual trick or treating guy.
3: <laughs> I know, but uh, you know, I'm sure that they have, I mean, somebody going to send you a, a picture of a Snickers that don't work, dude. <laughs> It'll be lower
2: calorie, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, but still. <laughs> okay. I don't
3: know. Can't help you with that pop. Not yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm just thinking I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what a bummer for trick or treaters this year, you know? I mean if you were a kid, this is like You could car trick
2: or treat, drive by and throw stuff through their window. <laughs> <laughs> a slingshot. I'm just coming up with ideas here. <laughs> But then you'll have to take all the candy home and like spray it down with hand sanitizer or something. Well, it's in a wrapper. I know. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have. I just little-
3: feel bad for the kids because you know what? Even and I know that sometimes people are like Halloween's a bad ho- holiday or whatever. But you know what? It's all about the kids. It's about the kids. You know, just having a good time and and you don't turn it into something that's not. You know what I mean? Well, Halloween's not a bad holiday. It's I know, just- but there are some people out there that say it say it is. So, but. My thought is, is the kids you're getting candy. You know, it's just it's it's a kid holiday, is what it is, really. Why do they say it's a bad holiday? Because they said it 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 uh, it's all the you know the backside of it about the goblins and the oh. Uh, I'm just saying, okay, all right. But I was going to it- say
4: my dentist. I had a dentist neighbor, and he would do like pretzels instead of candy and stuff. He's like, that's the evil of Halloween is the candy part. So,
2: yeah, I I'm, I'm not so much. I I'm not, I don't read into that. Hey, yeah, and but he. he Sorry, go ahead. I don't read into that so much, and 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 it's just Halloween. It's just fun. I mean, it's all fun, right? And and you know what? Everybody should eat. You have to be responsible for yourself, so eat whatever you want. I don't—it's not my problem. My kid's grown up. I, I don't—yeah, you know, we all—I remember trick-or-treating, though, and it was it was so much fun for the kid, and then, you know, like, we check all his candy, and everything was good, you know, and, you know— Think times are good. So it's, it's a good holiday when you're a little kid. You just got to control it a little bit. It's all good. The whole goblin thing, whatever. It's a, there's nothing bad about Halloween. It's just made for fun. And actually, a lot of adults have fun. They dress up and go to go to parties and all that. So they're missing out this year, too, because you're not supposed to be doing that any, right now with COVID. The dentist should be happy.
1: <laughs>
2: bring in more business That's Kevin's take <laughs> on it Alright folks back to Auto Talk Radio uh, Hopefully you, you enjoy your Halloween And be safe obviously everybody needs to be safe Out there wear your mask do whatever you're doing Don't have more than six mm-hmm. people Be careful, whatever. I don't know the rules to all that. We, we don't, we, we, at the West Automotive Group, all our stores, uh, employees are always wearing masks, sanitizing keys, doing all the things that we need to do. But, and we're controlling this very small amount of people using one, one or two clients max at a time, separated by distance in the lobby, just to be safe, keep everybody safe. So that's what we're doing. I, I don't know what people are going to do for, for Halloween, but uh, just, just be safe. Anyway, um, Give us a call here, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We're here to talk to you about anything automotive-related, as always. Let's real quick uh, grab uh, Dick in San Diego. Good morning, Dick. Hello? Yes, sir. Are you there? Yes. Yes. How are you I doing, sir? A, uh,
5: good. How about yourself?
2: I'm doing awesome. Thanks for listening.
5: That's, that's good. I have a 1994 Nissan pickup. Okay. And the uh, when it's when it's cool outside, like like now, it, the check engine light comes on after about three miles, and then after about ten miles, it goes off, and the mileage start turning. Uh, when the check engine light is on, it won't the mileage won't turn. Now, when it's warm outside, when I go out and get in my truck about uh, ten o'clock, when it's nice and warm, the check everything is normal.
2: When you say the mileage won't, won't turn, you're saying the odometer doesn't work.
5: Right, right. As soon as the check the light goes off, it, it works.
2: Does the speedometer work? Yes, everything works. I don't know. Does the speed yes. when the odometer's not working? Does the speedometer work? Yes. Oh, it does. Okay. Well, there some of those Nissans had a speed sensor in the dash. That that's tripped by the odometer, and that may be what it is. I'd be interested to know what code it is that the car's setting when the check engine light comes on, and it should be stored in there. You Have you had anybody uh, attempt a diagnosis?
5: Uh, not yet.
2: Gotcha. I, I would bet it's a speed sensor code, and it's intermittently set, and, and sometimes, uh, especially with the electronics in those, you temperature can affect them for sure
3: if there's a problem starting. Oh, okay. It could be moisture too. I mean cuz if you're saying when it's colder out there's normally no moisture in the air too, so it could be that right. too. Something is causing okay. that thing and I I would bet it's a speed. I'd like to know what code it
2: is setting. So um you know okay. if if you don't if you don't have somebody to help you with that obviously any of our facilities could diagnose that for you but uh um I would really like to know what code it's setting. I would bet it is a, a speed sensor air code that it sets when it's cold though.
6: Okay. All right. I'll get it checked
2: out. Absolutely. And then uh, uh, please let me know. uh, Give us a call back here and keep us appraised on uh, what what you found out and what they found, okay?
5: Okay. I will. Thank you.
2: All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Have a safe, wonderful Halloween. Take care. Okay. You too. Okay. Bye bye. So uh, I would bet that that is uh, speed sensor related.
3: Yeah, something that makes me wonder, too, because normally when the odometer do not work, the speed, I mean, unless it's cluster related, but. if it is cluster related because it does have an older one like that it does have the speed sensor in the cluster so you know it could i uh, yeah so several of those had two speed sensors there was one
2: one on the transmission and one in the cluster yes so it could it could very well be that the cluster speed sensor is hooked on that model to the the
3: odometer trip it could be it cuz it depends where they put the the speed sensor could be it, attached to the odometer part and not the speedometer part i mean it, it's hard to tell what they did It's true. It's true. So one of those things for sure. I'm very interested to hear back, so hopefully we hear back a bit
2: uh, on what uh, is going on with that. All right, folks, give us a call, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170, anything automotive-related, just like uh, Dick's call there about uh, his uh, 94 Nissan. Uh, Very interesting stuff, and we love hearing uh, what you have going on with your vehicles. Um, So as we're talking about this and and diagnosis, uh, one of the great things that uh, – um, Jim worked for me for years, worked for us for years. Um, and, and one of his great things that he would state was, you know, the diagnosis of your vehicle is the most important part of the entire repair. And there's a reason for that, because if it doesn't get diagnosed right, it's never going to get repaired right. Correct. Uh, yeah. And he also used to say the money you spend on a quality diagnosis at a qualified facility is the best money of a repair you also spend because it's imperative that the vehicle gets diagnosed properly. Yes. Because if it doesn't, then what happens is you end up putting parts on a car that don't fix the problem.
3: Well, and you might end up spending more money on just throwing parts at it than you did actually diagnosing it and then replacing the right parts. And
2: that happened. We see that a lot. We see cars that have come in a lot that are new clients of ours that have been someplace else uh, previously, and the car wasn't fixed right. We see a lot of that, right? Yes. Just got all all the reviews for us come to my phone, and I look for all four locations, right? So I'm getting reviews continuously all the time, and I'm looking through them. Just got one this morning, and, and it you know, I read all of them, but some of them like this was on a uh, Volkswagen van again, an old older uh, water boxer van again. Right. It came in. I and I saw and the reason that it really, I saw Gordon working on
3: it. I was going to say, I, re- I remember <laughs> sitting there. I thought that was it. So go ahead. You don't see a lot of those vans around anymore, so. That's why it popped in my,
2: you know, I mean, I, I get ones all the time about, you know, my, my Honda Accord, my, you know, and there's a lot of those cars we work on, so I'm not necessarily, you know, this one I knew what it was mm-hmm. because I saw the van there when Gordon was working on it when I was going to my office, and, and I was just like, we don't get a whole lot of those, so, you know, uh, number one, there's not a ton of them left on the road, you know, and it's an older uh, water boxer, so uh, anyway. he he worked on it. But the guy's review was very interesting because in his review, he said he gave us five stars. And he says, he says, I've taken this vehicle. You know, you guys did an amazing job. He said, I thought it was going to need an engine. I've took it to several other places. I had problems. Nobody could diagnose it properly. One place it just sat there for two weeks. They didn't know what to do with it. Um, He said, you guys got in, you diagnosed it and repaired it. And in, in two days with ordering the part and everything, and he's like, the thing runs like a champ, and it was a $35 part, whereas somebody else was telling me I needed a motor. So that is an example of things that happen a lot that we see. What was wrong with that thing? I, I mean, don't know, it oh, didn't okay. say. I didn't okay. go. Okay. Yeah. I didn't go look up the the repair. Maybe I will today when I get back there. I just saw this. This was at five a.m. this morning when I was looking at my phone. So I haven't been to the office or none. So I don't even know what the repair order said. And he didn't say what the repair was. Just that it was a thirty-five dollar part or whatever, and that you know we were amazing and all that. I and which made me smile like this. Right, right. <laughs> so you know, which we get get a lot of those great reviews because of what we do and great people that go out of their way, you know, to let other folks know how good a job we did for them. So, but anyway, my point to all that was that, that I, I just recognized that vehicle and, and it was a great statement of that because we too often, and that's what I talk about with transmissions a lot, you know, diagnosis and stuff. Um, prime example. And, and folks may have heard of me talk about this before, but uh, I was running Kearney Mesa in between managers and, uh, um, uh, at that point there, I talked to a lady, or uh, actually a lady's fiance, um, and and he had said her van broke down. She had an E350. It was a dog grooming van. So another, yeah. one of these things you don't forget, like this big old E350, a dog grooming van, and he says, uh, it's over at such such place, and they said it needs a transmission, $6,000. And I said, well, tell me what it's doing. And he said, well, she'll drive. It'll lose power. And then she had it towed. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, I said, you know what? We should really get it in and diagnose it properly. And I explained to him, I said, I've seen this kind of stuff before. It may not be. It could be a transmission. It may not be. So we get it in. You know, you remember this car? I think me and you have talked about it before. Remember what was wrong with it?
3: I don't remember. I'm just, I am I remember us having the conversation. I just don't remember exactly. So the the overdrive shifter
2: button in the shifter was short it would short intermittently it would put the transmission in limp home it'd stick in second gear and therefore it lost and this was a heavy van yeah yeah. therefore it lost power because it wouldn't shift out a second and it and it wouldn't go (laughs) exactly exactly the vehicle didn't need a transmission it it needed a a shifter arm with button because it would the wires had shorted in or shorting inside of the shifter. you know how that happens with those it just needed a little help (laughs) Yeah, it was under a five hundred dollar repair versus a six thousand dollar repair. Somebody was trying to sell it, and they could have put a transmission in this
3: vehicle for six grand. And guess what? Would have not been fixed. We, I just did the, that. One. I just did that one on a diesel truck, a ninety four diesel truck, mm-hmm. because the guy thought the transmission was slipping because it was going in and out of lock up and change up and down shifting, and then it needed the engine speed sensor, attack tax sensor. I gotcha for the old because the old ones had tax on or that rode right up on the like the the uh, the gear for the uh, injection pump. Oh yeah, you're right. So it was a mechanical tack. I mean, you know, there was a few other things wrong with it. After, I mean, you know, we we serviced it and did this, and then you know, because it is a '94, and it and you know, it, the wires starts, you know, wires start to rot here, and you know, stuff like that. So, um, it, but afterwards, it, it 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 drove a lot better. You know, of course. So, and that's
2: what of thing. But in this case, or in that this case specifically, because the shifter's up on the shift, If you were to replace the trans. You'd still have the same problem. That car would have still had, so it'd be six thousand dollars out. And now you still need a to do the other repair for no reason. There was nothing wrong with the trans. We serviced the trans on that vehicle. Trans was fine. We put the shifter arm in it. That was all good. And then we put brakes on it. She spent the money on that because it needed brakes. And she was a happy camper as can be. And actually, they're longtime customers. His his transmission failed in his Dakota. He's a he's a pool guy. We actually had to put a transmission in that one because it failed. But my point is, diagnosing it properly can save you a ton of money. All right, folks, we're going to have to take our last break here. But give us a call at 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and Cape Rays. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, as always, as it said, 888-344-1170. You can reach us here. We'll talk to you about anything automotive-related we're happy to speak with you about. Before we move on here, though, I do want to uh, also let folks know the show is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Hopefully, you caught our Interstate Batteries show last week. Uh, I had a guest here uh From Interstate batteries and we uh, talked about all kinds of batteries and stuff it was actually a really good show so we appreciate uh, everybody that joined us then and everybody that's joining us today but uh, we do not stock or sell anything else at the the West Automotive Group when it comes to batteries uh, except for interstate batteries for one simple reason they are the highest quality batteries out there if you need a uh, interstate or if you need a battery for any of your vehicles, check us out at westautomotivegroup.com and we'll get you into one of our stores and get you an interstate installed. If you need a battery for any other need, geez, you should really check them out at their storefronts because they do have a battery for every need. 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University right there. Interstate batteries, a battery for every need definitely highest quality stuff out there. All right, let's grab uh Paul and Santee's been waiting patiently. You there, Paul? Hello. Hello. How are you yeah, today? I'm
6: here. Pretty good. Um Honda Accord station wagon 1993. And I um
2: 272,558 miles on it. Uh so I don't know, but uh We've talked about this car, have we not before? Yes. Okay. What you got going on with the transmission? Uh,
6: the in the on the panel on the driver's uh, dashboard panel, the the D the D four light stays on. Okay. But I cannot start the car out in in D four D three now. I've got to shift down to Delta two. Okay. Which is not the lowest gear, but uh, and then, so that gets me started and rolling, and then I can shift into sec to to, to third, D four, and gradually shift into D uh,
2: highest, the D four. So, so you're saying you mean you mean you can't you when you start the car you can't just put it into drive four and let the and and take off from there. What you're saying is you get, you have perfect, to manually shift it. it
6: just will not uh, start out in in high gear now. Gotcha like a, so it's like a, uh, a, a an automatic generally used to do that
2: correct, correct newish sounds like to me that uh this vehicle could be having a, a trans control module issue or a, a solenoid issue that's not allowing it to to uh, uh start off in uh, first gear. Um, there could be a couple different things going on there. The good news is so you're telling me you can manually shift it though basically. You can start you could start in D and, two and start off and manually upshift it all the way to up into D four, is that correct?
6: Yes, I start out in D two and uh get it rolling about a half a mile or something and then I can move it into D three. Gotcha. And then uh so but if I take the freeway to work which occasionally I need to. Mm-hmm. But generally I'll just drive it to the trolley station at uh, Gillespie Field.
2: Okay.
6: Used to be called Weld Avenue. Yep, yep. But, um, so, uh, that's the station wagon that's parked there when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> Work.
2: Well, at yeah, least it I won't
6: be working Wednesday, uh, the tw- the twelfth or the eleventh or twelfth of uh, November because that's uh, Veterans Day. Uh huh. I won't be required to go into work, and um, I don't know. I'm getting so old. I don't know if I'm going to stay keep working too many too much longer. But uh, anyway, um, this car has, this Honda has two hundred seventy two thousand five hundred miles on it, and I don't know whether I should to bring it in to have it looked at well the best know, <laughs> is your Elkhorn store open on wednesday uh or tuesday the the holiday the veterans day holiday
2: yes we'll be open on that day are you a veteran are you a veteran
6: yes well thank you of, uh,
2: thank you for your okay service service but gotcha Gotcha. No, no worries. Hey, thanks for your service. Um, yes, we will be open. We can get you in. The best thing that I suggest, let's get it in and get it diagnosed, figure out what's going on with it. And from that, then you can make a decision if you want to put the money, whatever the repair is. But it sounds to me more like it's probably not going to be an internal transmission issue. The solenoids on those trannies on those Hondas are bolted to the outside of the trans and yeah. there's a trans control module. So, to get it diagnosed, and we can figure out, uh, it could be something as simple as, as the manual lever position sensor, which with the shifter tells the trans control module which gear you're in or where you're at, and it could be causing an issue there. So let's get it figured out. It could be an inexpensive repair and go from there. If it's a really expensive repair and you want to part ways with the vehicle, that'd be the time to make a decision at that point.
6: Do you know someone who could use a?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I don't. I'm not in the car sales business at all. So we just yeah. repair them, but uh, not off the top of my head. But uh, it, yeah. it's always a thought. You can. There's multiple ways to to sell a vehicle, obviously. But uh, yeah, yeah, if you're considering keeping it, let us know. We'll be happy to get it checked out for you. Okay.
6: What well, would it run me to have a solenoid and those parts? replaced at your
2: shop you know what each each uh different repair is different it depends on which solenoid it was and what part it was I'd have to look it all up and stuff but uh Uh those those on those vehicles replacing solenoids and the labor and stuff is pretty inexpensive because it's all quite accessible so okay Mm. all right well thanks for brian no problem paul thanks for listening you have a safe halloween and uh uh stay safe yeah, it's today, isn't it? It 31. is today, my friend. Yes, today is Halloween. Looked like a full moon this morning. Yes, it did. Perfect Halloween, huh? Oh. <laughs> you take care now, Paul. All right. Bye bye. Yeah. So good uh good good question there when it comes to a transmission. What what, Kevin?
3: The werewolf was good. I like that. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Perfect. I know. Exactly. So good stuff. Anyway, welcome to Halloween edition of Auto Talk Radio. (laughs) So we do appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. Give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. So let's kind of pick up here what we were talking about. Diagnosis and and the money spent on a proper diagnosis is the most well-spent money of a repair. There is no question about it. you diagnosed a vehicle incorrectly and we were talking about the uh the lady's van, uh that had a, um a short in the shifter handle. And and that like I would said, if somebody put a transmission in that vehicle, the repairs wouldn't not have fixed the concern and she'd been out six thousand dollars or whatever it was they quoted her. It was somewhere it was a high number or whatever it was. So that vehicle did not need a transmission. All it needed was that repair done to it, and the vehicle drove like it was supposed to from then on. It was fine, and she never did. We never had to put a transmission in that vehicle. We sort of She ordered a new dog grooming vehicle and replaced it like two years later, but still, um, without putting a transmission in it. So she saved a ton of money. Yes. So diagnosing the vehicle properly is of the highest importance. Don't be afraid to spend the money to get a vehicle diagnosed properly at a quality facility because it will save you thousands of dollars in the long run over repairs and things like that. So just very important stuff when it comes to, and I can't uh, say it enough, uh, that it's just very, very important as far as that goes. Di- get the vehicle diagnosed properly by a qualified technician at a quality facility, and you will save yourself tons of money. Now, and we're talking about check engine lights, so leaving... uh uh a vehicle running down the road with a check-in light comes to the next concern, which is, I've had people say, well, that light's on and I know what it is. It's an EVAP problem or whatever. It's not affecting the way it drives. But what if the car starts to experience another problem then, Kevin? Then you know, what?
3: That's what I'm saying. When we first started this conversation, I was like, how do you know? You don't know when the check light comes on. You don't. This is even worse. When the check-in light's already on, you don't know if it's setting another code. True. <laughs> so. We could have the the original one could have came on just because let's just say it was just because of the gas cap, but within the three weeks you were driving the car with the check engine light on, you could have got a no two sensor code for another problem. You could have got a you could have been getting other problems and didn't even realize it. So it's always good to always diagnose the light as soon as possible, so that Correct. you don't you don't you don't miss under other other lying codes. How about I put it that way?
2: Gotcha, gotcha. And it's extremely important that. Uh, um if you end up with a flashing check engine light, that is very detrimental to a vehicle. That means it's picked up excessive misfires, and there's raw fuel going into the catalyst. And you will end up, you continue to operate a vehicle like that, you'll end up with a lot of damage to other components. Yes. So one of those things for sure that you want to get checked out right away if you have flashing check engine light. But as Kevin said, it's imperative to get a vehicle diagnosed properly properly. When you do have a check engine light, we don't want you running around with that. And and cars don't normally. Have, I mean, my truck has three hundred fifty thousand miles on it. It doesn't have a check engine light on. Why? Because w- when it does, I address the issue. Also, that truck I keeping it serviced all these years with all that. I think I in all these years driving that truck since two thousand and one, it's had the check engine light on like twice. Once I picked up a misfire, i lost a coil. Had to fix that, and one time else for something else I can't remember. Anyway, what uh, very oh uh, idle air control valve failed on it, so I remember. But uh, yeah, though, but fixing them right away, diagnosing them will keep the car in good working order. And like Kevin said, that's the only way to know what's going on with the vehicle versus leaving a check engine light on. And there was a truck that was just in the other day. I saw the list of codes were there was fourteen codes stored, in it, it was a diesel truck. And it was, ended up, the repair was, uh, had to do with uh, um, glow plug circuit, but because of the glow plug circuit, it caused, like, misfire things and all kinds of different codes stored because of what would happen when the glow plug circuit wasn't working.
3: Well, that's another thing, too, driving around to check engine light all the time, uh, you go to diagnose, start diagnosing things, (laughs) you still have to diagnose other things after you get done diagnosing the first thing, because... And some but sometimes also
2: you just diagnose that the the thing that's causing all the problems and then run through and none of the other codes come back because they were caused by that issue going on in the first code. So one of those things. All right, let's grab a Jack in San Diego real quick, real quick. Good morning, Jack.
4: Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, I always listen to you guys and you guys are the, you guys are the best at it had my uh, combat in there my, many times before but I got a, I got uh, a and, and I appreciate it you have guys done always done a great job thank you uh I, yeah but uh my son's got a, a 97 uh, Toyota and it's a 2.7 uh, um uh, four cylinder that's been rebuilt mm-hmm. and the, he was told to uh, only use conventional uh oil in it and uh you know, he uh, he kind of switched to uh, 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 synthetic. It's called AMS oil, mm-hmm. and uh, after he did that, he uh, experienced some oil leaks on it, and uh, was just wondering uh, your thoughts on that, and uh, also wanted to know about what you thought about, uh, you know, kind of increasing the viscosity of that, like using a Lucas
2: or something like that on it. Let me ask you this: How many miles are on the engine rebuild?
4: Uh, the engine rebuild probably he's probably got yeah it's probably got just under ten thousand
2: Gotcha. All right, so he's got more than five thousand miles on it though, correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, some manufe- yeah. some people when they remanufacture engines will will recommend that break it in on conventional oil uh, for the ring ring break in etc. Um, but to be honest with you, like at the West, we don't we don't we use. Full synthetic oil on everything that we service because okay. it, it's it's there's no reason not to and and specifically we I put together an amazing deal with an oil company for all of the west automotive group, and the reason we do this is because um there's several vehicles that require, like GM vehicles, Dexos has to be in the oil. Well, the additives are all in these synthetic oils. We don't have to guess to get the right oil, et cetera. So um, most uh, um, all the synthetic requirements are met um, on most vehicles with this oil that we use. And the ones that are not, we know, like there's some German cars that require some different, et cetera. But the point is, is that. There is no reason my 397 F-250, 350,000 miles on it, I run full synthetic in it also. I mean, and and the oil's better quality, and there's no reason not to. Um, so, okay. uh, yeah, I, right. I agree with Next. your son. I would switch over. I would definitely be running full synthetic in it after the break-in if they required that. But uh, Okay.
4: Now, do you think he should uh, should go to a heavier, heavier weight oil as far as that goes? Absolutely He's running not. Five, five, 530 in it?
2: what what did that vehicle call for originally
4: uh, was it yeah, 5:30 I,
2: probably was yeah i
4: think I, I i think it would you know that's what they told him to put in it is 5:30 but I, I, again he you know he's just been having some uh some oil leaks he uh let me see where where did he find them at you uh, ever run into anything coming off of the dipstick at all
2: well, it's no, and if that, it, it, it's it's leaking oil, this new motor, uh, yeah,
4: it's, it, yeah, it, he he just when he switched to the synthetic, he he started noticing that the you know he started smelling oil. That's what he did. He started smelling oil, so he pulled the uh, uh, there's a like a guard underneath the mm-hmm. pickup there that Splash protects shield. the engine under, underneath. Mm-hmm. So he pulled that on out, and it, I mean it's not huge. It's not huge amount of oil. I, I mean it's not. You know, it's not really measuring up all that much on the uh, on the dipstick or anything like that. But there is definitely res- residue there. And, and then he he experiences a smell uh, in the en- engine compartment that, you know, it's probably getting on.
2: Okay. Uh, well, number one, the motor should not be leaking oil externally. Number two, synthetic oil did not cause the engine oil leak. So um, okay. there there's a problem there. And, and if the motor, I mean, I, I don't know how what the warranties on this motor, but there should be a warranty on it. And if it is leaking oil for any reason from any place, even if it's a light, there's sh- that needs to be corrected. So, and that should be corrected okay. by whoever, whoever. I mean, I, I don't know. Did you get, did, he took it to a facility and had the motor replaced, I take it, correct?
4: Uh, well, he, they rebuilt the engine.
2: Okay, that's fine. Well, there's if a warranty re- on it. They need to correct that. No motor should leak oil. So, it and if it's pushing it out of the dipstick tube, it it sounds to me like like it's over pressurizing the 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 crankcase uh, crankcase uh, crank for some reason, which could be a problem, a PCB problem or something like that. So that definitely needs to be uh, corrected. I see. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, no, I see no problem. And you're, with the synthetic.
4: And your and your thoughts on the Lucas? What are your thoughts on Lucas?
2: Um, uh, the
4: uh, uh, oil additive.
2: Uh, it, it's, it's, can be good, good oil additive, but do Oh, and the one thing I wanted, you asked a question that I didn't fully answer yet. And that was, you said something about changing, uh, from, you know, from 530, five five, five yeah, W30 right.
4: to, a he- uh, to a heavier, uh, absolutely, absolutely
2: right. not. Every motor is designed for specific flow rate of oils. The engineers design it running a heavier oil can actually damage bearings etc because you don't get the right right amount of oil flow to them so uh stick to what the manufacturer recommends and and you'll be doing good okay
4: okay
2: i got you you got it thanks for your call jack have a wonderful safe weekend
4: appreciate it thanks again guys thank Thank you okay Mm -hmm. have a good weekend you too bye-bye
2: so great question let's grab uh, anthony real quick in carl's bag good morning anthony
4: hey how you doing
2: doing great this morning how about you
5: I'm doing all right. Um, I got a 2002, uh, Volkswagen Passat and it's got, um, on the tech engine light, it says something with a CO2 and, um, possibly like a, a new gas cap, or a, a catalytic converter. So it's either some, uh, something huge or something minor, but there's about six things that are, um, coming up, you know, on the, uh,
2: you're getting six different codes.
5: Yeah, six different codes. Okay. And um, I was wondering if there's any kind of break because I got to get it to pass smog, but it, this is kind of like a time-consuming thing. So I was just wondering if um, there's a certain amount to show that you're spending on fixing an older model like that. If they're giving some kind of allowance um, for the for the smog, you know, while I am. Uh, you know, figuring out what these codes are.
2: Well, as far as number one with it, you're going to, you need to get it diagnosed properly and come to a conclusion what needs to be repaired on it. Uh, The state of California does allow, um, if you spend so much money on repairs, but it has to be at a qualified certified smog facility that you could get a one-time waiver if you've spent enough correcting uh, uh, a couple concerns, okay? so. And I think it's six fifty now, if I remember, six hundred fifty dollars. But once again, that money has to be spent on diagnosed repairs by a qualified smog facility. It can't be you buying parts and bolting them on the cars. They will not. They will not accept that whatsoever. So, okay. um, the, the best thing you could do though is get it in, get it diagnosed, like I said, at a qualified smog facility, and go from there and make a determination. Um, there is also a consumer assistance repair program, which, depending on financially different things, that sometimes you can get involved in that will help you with that. Also. Okay,
5: we're, we're, um, where where would, would I inquire about that?
2: The Bureau of Automotive Repair, uh, State of okay. California Bureau of Automotive Repair. You can check it out online. They have all the information there for consumers and everything. That's all oh, that yeah, all right. you can get. All that information, the cost waiver limits, all that stuff is th- through the Bureau of Automotive Repair website. Okay. Uh,
5: all right. Hey, thanks a lot,
2: man. No problem. Thanks for being a listener, and have a safe, wonderful weekend.
5: Hey, YouTube. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was great. <laughs> there you go. A wonderful Halloween, man, In our Halloween edition of Auto, Talk, of Auto Talk Radio. So, all right. We appreciate everybody joining us, everybody that called. What were you going to say, Kevin?
3: I got one joke. Uh, I got it. Oh, God. If you drift a Tesla, is it called electric slide?
2: yes it is <laughs> Brendan should like that one I, <laughs> He's I don't think he
3: heard it He's... <laughs> there
2: you go <laughs> sound effects for Kevin's joke good job Brendan <laughs> so alright folks San Diego everybody else out there we appreciate you joining us this morning as always until next Saturday you know what uh, we'll be back um, Keep the rubber side down, the shiny side up. Be safe. Have a good Halloween and do what you're supposed to. This has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and Cape Ray's.